welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Dr. Erickson, thanks for coming on Fracture Line. We really appreciate it. Good to see you. Please just tell all the listeners a little bit about yourself and your in your practice. Yeah, so thanks. I'm coming to you from Charleston, South Carolina. I've been a trauma surgeon down there for 12 years since I got out of residency at Michigan State University and have kind of slowly progressed through my career and I'm the trauma medical director there and uh, perform a lot of uh, chest wall stabilizations and treat a lot of rib fractures down there um, and really excited about the upcoming November Forum. Before we move to NoFolk, can <laughs> ever will you spend 90 seconds telling us about the rib fracture center that you've developed? Sure. Well, th- it's awesome. Um, the, the rib fracture center that we've built down at the Medical University um, really is a multidisciplinary team effort of taking care of the uh, rib fracture and or sternal fracture patient. We have kind of two prongs to the center down there. We have the acute fracture intake portion where the patients come in after their acute trauma. They get evaluated by the trauma team and then I'm notified every morning of everyone who's admitted with rib fractures. Uh, myself or my nurse practitioner review all of their imaging and evaluate the patients and decide if we're on a operative or non-operative course for those patients and then kind of start them down their line of recovery, whether that includes the operating room or whether it's just physical therapy, occupational therapy, and pain management uh, to get through their acute illness. The second arm is the outpatient arm of the chest wall center uh, down there. And that consists of a virtual option as well as a in-person option for patients to be seen with acute or chronic rib fractures, rib pain, or other rib pathology, whether that be slipped rib syndrome, rib tip syndrome, or xiphodynia. Those patients, if they are acutely injured, uh, we have worked out with some of our local hospitals to upload their imaging to a location where I can uh, see them. And then we set them up for a virtual visit within 24 to 48 hours so that we can look at them aid in managing their pain, get them on more multimodal pain medication if appropriate, and also evaluate them for whether they are failing at home to progress appropriately. And if they are, then we get them back into the hospital and or uh, funnel them in for surgical intervention if their ribs are appropriate. Um, We've seen a tremendous amount of growth in the program, both uh, from the inpatient and outpatient uh, number of operations and patients managed and it's really come a long way there will be more to to hear about this hopefully at the uh, spring meeting as we're hopefully going to submit an abstract on some of the growth and the things that we've been doing there there are a lot of people that are started toying with this idea of formalizing a separate center a service line or whatever but this is this is great Uh, hats off Yes, let's talk about NOFO. NOFO is the November Forum. So this is um, a really exciting program that we have coming up that, you know, it's kind of halfway through the year and we all get excited about chest wall when we have the annual meeting. But then, you know, last year we had the um, research meeting and that really got people rejuvenated about halfway through the year. And this year we have NOFO coming down the pipeline. And 
We had a great planning committee between Dr. Coco, myself, Dr. White, and Dr. Guzman, who put together a, a nice uh, uh, kind of offering of some really interesting new ideas and then some areas of uh, controversy. And Sarah Ann reeled us in a little bit and made us come up with a, a, a good kind of broad-based uh, offering that I think a lot of people are going to take something away from. I tell you what, even planning this, I learned a lot about a, diff a lot of different um, uh, things and some things I wouldn't have read about myself. So I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. I think there are lots of really interesting topics um, and things that are, are a little bit unique for us. You know, I would say one of the things that, that I'm particularly interested in um, is predicated on a podcast that I heard. Um, it's been a handful of months now, but it's um, about a researcher, um, Dr. Jeffrey Ellison. He's a professor, and he his research is all about the compass of shame, and and really how we if something doesn't go how we intend, you know how we deal with it. And and he was speaking about it in um, on this podcast in terms of athletes, you know, and when we we don't perform the way we anticipate, you know, or that we prepare to a certain level, but then don't always perform the way we, we expect in competition or, or when we're, um, you know, kind of testing ourselves. But as he was discussing what that, you know, kind of looks like, it just reminded me so much of, of healthcare as well and, and of, you know, poor surgical outcomes and how, you know, detrimental that can be emotionally. I mean, obviously there are potentially legal consequences or, or other things, but, but just on the on the whole team and, and what kind of impact that can have on the culture. Um, and so I reached out to Dr. Allison and um, asked him if he would be interested and he said he would and, and that he would, he would certainly speak to us. So he's going to give um, a very small um, description about his research and then have um, an interactive discussion with, with Dr. White and Dr. Kate Martin from, from Australia. They're going to discuss really from, from a surgical perspective, what, what, is that, you know, what does that feel like? And, and Dr. White, maybe you can um, elaborate a little bit more about some of these, these emails that we've exchanged already with Dr. Ellison. Yeah, well, you know, bad outcomes are inevitable if you operate enough and for long enough. And so I'm an expert in them. And uh, I think that's why Sarah said guided me towards this topic. In all, <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I think it's, again, they're inevitable. They're, they're exquisitely painful for those of us who are dedicated our lives to making people better. And when people get worse because of our actions or inactions, it's unbelievably fraught. And I think uh, I think we could all use a reminder that this is reality, that we all share this in common, that we there are some strategies for negotiating these waters, and I think it's it's a topic that we avoid, but we should talk. We should, I think we'll all be better off having talked about it. So I'm pretty excited about it, frankly. So I guess just to reiterate the point you were making, that there's a smorgasbord of, of topics here, and some are clinical and related to chest wall repair, but many are not, and more related to our role as caregivers and the the challenging times that we're practicing in and and you know it's just sort of this it's okay not to be okay theme CWIS should be a platform or a sanctuary for for our members that's kind of what we're shooting for would you say that's true ever yeah no I absolutely um you know I, I think it's a nice mix of clinical topics and non-clinical topics 
that really covers a lot of the, the things that go on in our minds from a day-to-day basis, even if we don't recognize that it's going on. And I think, you know, the pandemic and everything we've been going through for the last couple of years has really brought some light to more of the psychosocial side of surgery, the softer side of it, less of the nuts and bolts. Um, and we've got we've got a nice mix here. The other the other area that really caught my my, my attention is this whole imposter syndrome research thing that we're going to talk about, and that's a a scenario where high achieving individuals have some self doubt at times and worry about being called out as a fraud despite having really objective measures of being quite successful. And I think we all go through that at times where we really doubt our own successes, we doubt our own capabilities, but we're in these high stress jobs that require us to function at a very high level all the time. And doing that day in, day out can take a toll on you. And I think uh, there'll be a, this will be a really interesting discussion as well um, when we talk about the imposter syndrome on the afternoon of the first day. I'm on that one. So what does that mean, Dr. White? (laughs) When they talk about you dealing with that part, you know, yeah, I'm just the imposter here. Um, so it, it, it should be a very interesting conversation. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that part as well. That, that was one of the, I, I'll tell just for the audience to know, I was actually initially planning on having that as part of my presidential address, talking about imposter syndrome. And uh, now we have it here, so it, was, it, it stole my thunder. So we'll, I had to fix, fix, think of something else to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, this, this meeting is gonna be about the whole surgeon. You know, we we need to know about how to get how to bill. So we have a, a talk talk on, on billing and um and, on and what CBT codes to use. We have a talk on cryoablation. We have a talk on a whole bunch of different specific chest wall stuff, but also about us and you're not just about our patients all the time. And so we need to really t- um to take a quick look at about ourselves. So correct. It definitely has you know really kind of. The macro level as well as the the individual on the micro level and i think that's why i like the agenda so much and and i like too that we've got this varied time frame so anybody that that is thinking to themselves you know that maybe is outside of the united states and is thinking oh i hate that they always do things in you know traditional hours that are convenient um we did try to be cognizant and thoughtful about how we could how we could spread this out and make it a little bit more convenient for some of our uh, or for a broader perspective in terms of time zones. Um, so it does start at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, um, and then it goes for four hours until 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And then uh, we'll have a little bit of a break, and it'll pick back up again actually at 2 p.m. Mountain Time and go until 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So it definitely um, you know spans a full day. Um, and hopefully, there. I mean, I think there are some, uh, whether you're, you know, in in the EU or in Australia, wherever wherever you hail from, there should be at least one of those blocks that's convenient within your your circadian rhythms. I hope, and um, anyone that registers will have access to the full content online um, after the fact. So if, if you're not up in the middle of the night or you don't want to stay up until the wee hours, um, then you're certainly welcome to to listen to anything that you miss. Um, and, and I think it will be nice too for our, our domestic members that they'll have this four hour block in the middle of the day. So if you you know can join us for the first block and then go get some work done and then come back for the second, but we hope that this will be kind of a convenient way to, to chunk out your day. So hopefully that will that will give everybody a little bit of, of opportunity to get what they need, um, both from a serious perspective and their regular life. 
I know we put a lot of time into it trying to make sure we could accommodate everybody, you know, both within the within the U.S. and then all of our European and Australian and uh, Asian membership. But it works out real well. They booked me a full clinic in between the two sessions. So I've got 20 patients to see like between it. part one and part I two. I like that very much. <laughs> well, the other thing I would say about the way we booked it, you know, I was listening to um, one of my trade show um, opportunities or educational opportunities, and they were talking about really condensing and not doing any presentations that are more than about 10 to 15 minutes. But that people don't watch YouTube videos longer than that. They don't. They just don't sit at their computer that long. You know, it's it's difficult. It's nothing holds their attention that long. Um, and so we've really truncated these talks. And when people take a look at the agenda, you know, there really is not anything that's that's, or I should say, they're all broken down into five, ten, and fifteen minute um, time frames. And so uh, I think that as well means that it will be moving snappy. I I counted. We have. Um, over the course of two four-hour blocks, we have more than 50 people participating on the agenda. So it's it's a lot. There's a ton packed into a very small amount of time. Um, so one, if you're a faculty member listening to this, do not dare go over because we will mute you. Um, and number two, it definitely will move swiftly um, and you won't have time to potentially let your attention wander because you'll be you'll just be continually fed with, with new and an interesting content, so we're excited. We can't leave it as well without talking a little bit about Hollywood's or Siwa Squares. So this is something we've uh, put together. It's a, it's a remix of the of the old game show. We're going to use nine separate squares in the morning and another nine in the afternoon. And these are our most notable and loyal CWIS members. And hopefully they'll be funny because it's designed to be fun. Uh, we haven't yet chosen our contestants, but we're working on that short list. And we'll make that announcement this weekend. That should be uh, entertaining. My, my final stitch is, um, you know, if if you didn't think that we were really all go ahead with CWIS, I'm going to be seeing Tom and Sarah Ann every day for the next five days uh we have this next, over the next over the weekend um we're having uh the faq videos being being um perf- uh, being done um and recorded dr griffenstein is um is coming in as well and we're going to have a great time we have a great panel of people we're asking questions to we're going to really have some good good content for you to give to your patients in the near future um we've got nofo we've got executive committee meetings we've got Everything. CWIS is going forward, and you, you don't worry. We have a the, the really good executive committee and team is keeping this this uh, society on the on the upswing. So true. I got a final stitch. Yep. But it snowed here yesterday. It's the first time it snowed, you know, where I live, and it just makes me so excited. Like, I I was taking videos. My kids were stoked. I, like, snow is like my life. And so my final stitch is thank God it's snowing where I live now because I can't wait to start skiing. I don't know. I feel like a little kid whenever it starts snowing. I'm I'm Jones. Well, my my final stitch is gonna have nothing to do with any of this. My final stitch is to say you can win and lose on the same year. Go Michigan State and go Colorado. So Roger Hornby said. People ask me what I do in the winter when there's no baseball. I'll tell you what I do. I stare out the window and I wait for spring. So. In honor of, of baseball ending this week, my, my heart is a little bit sad, but congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. That was, that was a terrific series. 
very exciting, and uh, I just cannot hardly wait for spring training to start. So, baseball is on. Mine's just a shout out to my sister. She's uh, uh, suffering some tough times right now. She's on my mind. I love her, and I, I just uh, uh, just want to acknowledge uh, Sister Julie. Thank you.